Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. I feel like there's truth to all rumors. I don't know, we'll see. Like the regular Stefan Diggs in practice? I have to watch tape. What do you base it on whether he'll play or not? I watch the tape. It's how he looks, not... Punishment of any sort. No, he's already been punished. Uh, I wouldn't. I would say, uh, problematic, if anything. You know, as being a receiver, you want to have success. Steps into it, passes, caught! You want everything to go right at every given time. Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Vikings win it! But we don't live in a perfect world, so when things aren't going right, just, uh, Doing everything that you can so we can get the win. You know, at the end of the day, everything isn't going to be perfect, but just do everything in your power so, you know, we can have success. No, Stefan last year had probably his most productive year, and he's a young receiver. We just extended. So, um, you know, there's no reason or the rumors or whatever you're talking about to, to anticipate that Stefan Diggs is not going to be a Minnesota Viking. Now it has happened. Diggs traded to Buffalo for a first rounder and multiple picks after that, a fifth and a sixth and a fourth in 2021. Welcome in to the show. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami here on Score North and the Score North app. Vikings free agency and news and transactions in full swing. We've got all kinds of quarterback news around the NFL to get to today, gentlemen. But one last time, one last time, boys, let's throw it to the Stefan Diggs cryptic tweet alert desk <laughs> with Rami Makhlouf. <laughs> last night was the, I, I don't know if he's tweeted at all today, but I think his last Cryptic and not even not even really cryptic anymore. Tweet came after the trade news leaked out. So Rami, why don't you why don't you listen? Everything everything else is getting quarantined. Now we're going to quarantine the Stefan Diggs cryptic tweet alert desk. I've been quarantined to another studio actually, but the last we checked in the uh, in at the Stefan Diggs cryptic tweet update desk, he had tweeted. Uh, nah, this ain't one of them times, champ. Something's going to happen in response to somebody who is downplaying his previous cryptic tweet. Now, last night, after the trade, Josh Allen, Bill's quarterback, tweeted, Ya dig? To which uh, Stefan Diggs quote tweeted, Fire emoji, prayer hands emoji, all capital letters, let's get it. And then uh, today, these aren't so much cryptic. He tweeted, happy birthday, champ, at Cordero Patterson. He really likes champ. And then tweeted, comeback kid, popcorn emoji, fire emoji, in response to the uh, NFL's tweet that Teddy Bridgewater was signing with the Panthers. That's what Eon! 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 
tweet desk alert alert desk. That's what I meant to say. I suppose that now we have. Hold on, let's 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 not silence. Oh my! There we go. Oh, thank you very much, Jonathan Harrison. I was wondering what (laughs) was weird. That's okay. No problem. No problem. Uh, I suppose now that we uh, uh, learned again too, and I think the Vikings, for what they were up against, made a really good trade. But we did learn once again the lesson of football executives can't tell you the truth lots of times, and so. How long did we hear? There's nothing going on there. It's all ma- you're making it up. It's just, uh, I'd say if you didn't take the hint by yesterday when Stefan Diggs tweeted, "No champ, something's up," and uh, take that seriously, there is no point in time at which you are going to take a player forcing his way out of a team seriously. Yeah, well, let's let's actually start the show there because that's a, that's an interesting angle. I think there's there's another conversation to be had too, which we will. Uh, in the next 25 minutes, phone lines are open, 651-646-8255. Uh, a conversation to be had about who won the trade, you know, what what are the Vikings exactly getting here, and what can they do with these assets. But, you know, we on this show in particular, we love a little bit of, you know... Reckless speculation. Fun. Dave St. Peter uh, brought some reckless it's, speculation to the table It's yesterday. a great brand name, too. It's fun. Like it's a really good brand name. It's fun. It's a good brand name. We love to have fun yes. with things that are in the news cycle yes. and and hypotheticals, and it's just like we find it to be fun to speculate on, man, what if this happened? Uh, sometimes it's completely wild and harebrained, but I would say 90% of the stuff we talk about on this show and on Score North is rooted in some sort of news nugget or some some sort of smoke, right? Pretty soon it's all we're going to have, guys. Well, pretty, I, pretty soon. I think I, I think we're already there. No, after this week, it's <laughs> okay. really all we're going to have. So anybody who that that riles them up, our reckless speculation, and, and you, you get all upset about it, like get ready to be upset. It's all we got in the sports world, all right? Reckless speculation. So, so what is the lesson to be learned here? Let's just start with the Stefan Diggs component because – he comes out last year, clearly displeased in the month of September, skips out on work for a couple days, gets fined $200,000. He is cryptic with the media. He's cryptic on social media as well in his interaction with fans and the public. And I think, I don't know what the exact split was, but I think Vikings fans were, I don't know if it was 50-50 or 70-30, but it was, some people were saying, oh yeah, there's def- definitely smoke and maybe some fire here. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Stefan's credit, he put it away and had a good season, finished out the rest of the season. But then there's a large chunk of people that I think knee-jerk and are just like, this is all just a media creation, and you guys are just stirring it up. So now that we've seen this whole thing play out from front to back, and it resulted in Stefan Diggs not only getting traded to Buffalo, but celebrating getting traded to Buffalo on <laughs> social media last night, what's the lesson to be learned here, Jeff? I think the... Lesson to be learned is, one, again, when Rick Spielman says, I'm not trading Percy Harvin in 2013, or I'm not trading Stefan Diggs in 2020, that you have to say, you have to say that, we get that, but you're probably lying. Again, it's sports lying, so I don't care. I'm not throwing daggers here. If sports executives lie about their sport, they have to do it. I totally get that. Um, but when, when a player skips OTAs, you say to yourself instinctually, that's sort of odd. They're not mandatory, but everybody goes. And you say, that's sort of odd. Something's up. And Stefan Diggs comes back and gives you the, his really, really nice smile and says, I was just moving. I had a lot going on. Or housework. I had a lot of stuff going on in my house. And you're like, okay, cool. But when a player then skips two days of work and is fined more than $200,000, 
that's not smoke. That there is fire. And did it work? To uh, did it work? It sort of worked. I think it actually got the Vikings to change some things by saying, "Oh my God, we'll try and make you happy." Mm-hmm. Um, the Denver game. I I still contend that Stefan Diggs basically single handedly took a team that was down twenty nothing at halftime and was dead. Looked absolutely dead. Just an embarrassing performance against a bad team. And the second half, he said. My quarterback can't do it, so I will bleep this. Here's the intensity. Here's what we're going to ratchet it up to, an 11. It's not going to be a 10. And so Stefan Diggs did some good things. but And if you're a Vikings fan, appreciate all of that. But when the guy skipped work, that was all you needed to see. And so the lesson to be learned, too, is if things are circulating, percolating, okay? Perfect word, right? If um, Carl Anthony Towns loves D'Angelo Russell, which he does, and you know that for a fact, and you get wind of the fact that there's things going on behind the scenes. Is a trade going to happen for sure with Golden State? Absolutely not. Are they trying? Absolutely. And the one thing that I will give Rick Spielman about what he did last night was he did take a guy who made it perfectly clear, I ain't staying here, or, or if I do, I'm going to make your life hell, and got a really nice haul back. And Rick Spielman pounced. And is this a good trade? I don't know yet. But he did a very nice job. But the lesson to be learned is sports is weird, man. And there's a lot of things. Brett Favre was a Viking. Brett Favre played for the Vikings. Mm -hmm. And if Brett Favre can play for the Vikings, if Brett Favre can become a Jet, uh, retire, and make it look like I'm done, and then come out of retirement and not just play for another National Football League team, possibly in the Packers division, but their rival. Anything can happen. Yeah, that's that right there, Rami. I know that it's been 13 months since you joined our show, and and you followed the Brett Favre stuff from from your perch in Milwaukee yeah. 10 plus years ago. Yep. But like, we need to stop with this notion that that speculation is just out there, and it's all you know media created BS in, in Minnesota sports landscape. Almost anything can happen, except I hear yeah, the. You ran I, down a list of crazier things that have happened <laughs> yes. than than the than the Vikings trading Kirk Cousins when we talked about that a week ago. You you came up with a, a list that was at least five or six items long of things that would be crazier or that were crazier than the possibility of the Vikings trading Kirk Cousins. Yes. The the only the only thing that's probably left unchecked and uh, it's it's the cheap poleheads crowd that and you know whatever they're right that the twins have never spent like a hundred million dollars on a starting pitcher but they just did on a third baseman and they spent ridiculous money on Joe Maurer uh, but the like the Wild signed the two top free agents in the NHL on July fourth seven years ago that happened the Timberwolves traded for Jimmy Butler and then traded for D'Angelo Russell those things happened. They brought Kevin Garnett back in 2013 or 14. That happened. You only mentioned one thing with Jimmy Butler. I mean, there was. I mean, you're just talking about right. acquisitions, but there was a list of things you wouldn't believe if I told you that happened with Jimmy Butler. Right. So I think the lesson to be learned here is in Minnesota sports, it may seem sometimes like, oh, we're kind of a more of a close to the vest part of the country here. You know, not out, not as outlandish as Boston, New York. Certainly not aggressive media, but in Minnesota sports, the last 10 or 15 years. Anything can happen. And you know what? Embrace it. Love it. It's fun. It's what makes sports fun. Yeah. It's not that serious. If any, if we've ever learned that sports are a, a diversion, are fun, it's right now, right? For the most part, they're gone. And, and I, I know that with the uh, tampering period starting on Monday, there were a lot of people very upset. How could the National Football League do this? They're being disrespectful. 
The last two days to me have been a great diversion of of besides thinking about the realities of a world right now, which uh, flat out to me is frightening and scary. The last two days, football wise, have been the one morsel that you can be like, "Wow, that's a really that's a really dumb or that's a really good move," but ultimately, it doesn't matter. It's fun. Yeah. It has been a great reprieve. Really has. It's been so much fun these last 48 hours. And Is that what you guys did last night? Just went home and consumed NFL free agency news? Or what were you get? What were you guys doing while you were quarantining yourself? ESPN on my couch. The wife said, what are you watching? Sports? I thought they, they were canceled. I said, not free agency. Not the NFL, baby. Not the NFL. <laughs> and Corona then, can't stop the NFL. And then I was scrolling through Twitter at 9-something, I believe, and... I saw Schefter's tweet about the Diggs trade, and I said, this is great. All right, I'm not going to lie. I uh, Bachelor, didn't you? Worse. No. You, wow, you're sniffing around. Wait, it gets worse? I was... I was <laughs> good it question, does. It does. Good it question. Does. Thank you, Ron. And you I, know what? Put that in the good question standings, because that was legitimately a good question. I think I'm now tied with Rami. Because Rami... Are we counting that? Are we counting I that? I think we should. That's a legitimately good question. It gets worse than The Bachelor? Well, hold on a second. I gotta get the All right, jo- Jonathan is now tied with Rami with three great questions. <laughs> wow, are we bending the rules now? Now, this... You know what, Judd? You know I, I am steadfast, hard fast a rules guy but this is what i think this is what instance where we have to make an exception that's yeah. a great if, question listen, if the room if the room decides that it was a genuinely great question Don't okay, you disagree we can that that's a great oh, no, question no, no, it's fine okay but what's the answer all right so uh so i was just just to clarify i was glued to nfl free agency stuff on yeah, yeah, my yeah, phone and twitter okay? thank You're you right? yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and we were watching mm-hmm. the bachelor on demand last night okay isn't the season over yes we were watching the 2009 season of The Bachelor. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. Rami, is there what? room for me in your studio? Yeah. Can I can I quarantine with you? Can I quarantine somewhere else? Yeah, why am I the one who's put this separate You want to be in here? We could just trade Phil and Rami, just have them that's switch places. Was, that's what I was going to suggest. That's the guy. That's the guy you don't want to be yeah, around. Man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Plowed through the whole season, man. Wow. Started it last weekend. Yeah. By the way, since we're here, it turns out Bar- Barb was right, huh? Huh, Phil? Didn't they get divorced or get? They never even got married. They broke up like a day and a half after the finale. Did, Did they, they really? I don't even know. I think so. Yeah, I saw I don't an, even know. Saw an article. Yeah. Yeah. Six five one six you four. Don't, six. No, you don't follow it once it's over. Uh, he's, I, no, he's I usually, lying. I usually, I usually do. No, I swear to God. No, he's trying to say. I was listen. No, I, I was on to the two thousand nine season pretty quickly. Yeah, Bachelor Peter Weber reveals he and Madison Pruitt broke up. This was uh this was like last week I, I saw this article. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so if you <laughs> March 13th. Listen, if you've got bachelor takes or stuff on Diggs takes, 651-646. What was your favorite season of the bachelor? 255. <laughs> 1962 for me. That was great. Yeah. Love that season of black and white. That's how Sean Connery got started. Uh, all right, Ryan and Fargo. What's going on, Ryan? How you doing during hey, these crazy times? Doing good. So far job's still open, but um I had an I I kind of had a thought about the trade. I think as fans, we're bummed out because of all the good Stefan did. However, I think this was just boiling up to be another Percy Harvin thing, and I feel like Spielman had to make kind of make an example of him, be like, this is my team, I'm, this isn't going to fly. But then he should have been out sooner. Maybe he could have prevented it. But the pro- all in all, with the haul they got... They, they made out like kings. Yeah, Ryan, thank you for the phone call, and, and stay safe. 
you know, we're grinding through this coronavirus stuff just like everyone out there, and we don't know what to expect. And so all we can do is come on here and have some fun with you and talk Vikings. Um, 651-646-8255. Judd, you covered during the old 1500 ESPN days, you covered that Percy Harvin stuff with Tom Pelissero. And the quote that we heard from Rick Spielman off the top of the show in Jonathan's montage about how this is at the Combine, right? No, we're not going to trade Stefan Diggs. It was the same playbook yep. that Rick Spielman used yes. before the, the Percy Harvin trade. Which he has to do. Because, and in fact, the return that Spielman got yesterday from the Bills impressed me. Because by um, 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Monday, it was clear that Stefan Diggs was forcing his way out. So I thought the most he'd get back might be a first-round pick at all, a second-round pick. But to get that haul, and and I think, so right now, guys, I think there's three things that you could say about this trade that are all fair, and I think it's way too early to judge direction here. So there's to me, there's not really a hot take here. There's not a, this is a great trade, or this is a terrible trade. Three things. Rick Spielman got a really nice return. He did. That is a lot to get back. He's mm-hmm. now got two first-round picks. It's a lot more than Houston got for DeAndre Hopkins. Who's a better receiver? Who's better, yes. yes. And and the Vikings now have 13 picks. Number two, for right now, the Vikings for 2020 are weakened. Stefan Diggs is a really good player. He's gone now. So I don't think there's a debate about, well, yeah, but they're going to be back. We don't know that. Right now, the Vikings for 2020 are weakened. And the third thing that I, I will say, but this could clear itself up in a week, it could clear itself up in a month, uh, but the third thing to me is, after the move yesterday to extend uh, Kirk Cousins by two years, Harris got the franchise tag and might be traded now, but might not be, and Diggs is gone, I think it's fair to say that we have no idea what the plan is here. Definitively, for is this about 2020? Is this about going forward beyond that? And that could clear itself up here very shortly. But I think all three of those things are fair to say without any one of the three being a hot take. No. Well, yeah, right. I think you can say that the, the Vikings got good value in the trade for Stephon Diggs and at the same time say for what we think the Vikings are trying to do, which is win now while the window is open, this doesn't help their chances or, or, or work towards those those purposes. Those are two separate things, right? You yeah, got, I yeah. I think yes. I don't, yeah, I don't think I don't think you yeah you know, I all right I don't think you can spend sixty million dollars on two wide receivers and a quarterback whether you're trying to build for the future or whether you're trying to win this year I don't think that's the best way to structure your salary cap situation and your roster to have the best chance to win a Super Bowl and so I and it I don't know did the Vikings look at it that specifically maybe not but I like the move for win now if you can turn Stefan Diggs and the first-round pick that you received or the $5 million in cap space you freed up, if you can turn him in to a left tackle or so- something that either helps the protection of Kirk Cousins or something that helps get that defense, Rami, back to like a top-three level, one of the dominant defenses in the NFL. If you don't accomplish those things, it's hard to sell this as part of a win-now move. But I think they're looking at, like, this is such a complicated puzzle that you have to deconstruct because... You are still in a win-now window. You do have a quarterback that needs help around him. But is is spending $30 million... Wow, we have breaking news. Vikings in a second here. Um, is spending $30 million on two wide receivers the best way to help your quarterback? I don't know. I think I think if your offensive line isn't good enough, 
and your defense not not good enough, then I think that's a misallocation of yeah, resources. Yeah, but the flip side of that, Phil, is if your offensive line is good enough and you give Kirk Cousins an extra, I don't know, three quarters of a second, maybe a full second. That's all we're talking about here because in the NFL, that's that's a, that's a lifetime in terms of protecting a quarterback. Let's say you give him an extra second. First of all, does he throw the ball because Kirk Cousins holds on to it longer than anybody? So even if you give him some extra time, is he going to waste that and just hang on to the ball? And secondly, is anybody going to be open? Stephon Diggs opens things up for everybody else on the field. Thielen is more is is open more often because Stephon Diggs is on the field. Herb Smith and Kyle Rudolph at tight end are open more often because Stephon Diggs is on the field, and Dalvin Cook is open more often because Stephon Diggs is on the field. You need to you need to figure out how you replace that impact first of all before we start talking about improving the offensive line or improving the defense. You're going to miss Stephon Diggs. Let's start there. He's the best offensive player you had. That is true. Let's come back to this conversation in just a second. They will miss Stefan Diggs, but let's come back to this in just a second. We have Breaking Vikings. This is just coming across from multiple sources. I see uh, Ian Rappaport looks like the first one I saw it from, but Trey Waynes is no longer going to play for the Minnesota Vikings. He's headed to the Cincinnati Bengals on a three-year contract that will make him one of the five highest-paid cornerbacks in the NFL. Trey Waynes is going to make $14 million a year awesome for the for Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, he was that never going to play for the Vikings paid. at that price. Oh, that was God. never going to happen. That dude just got paid. But that is a that's a hole in the Vikings roster that was looking like it was going to need to be filled, and now it officially needs to be filled. Yeah, and that's fine though. I mean, that, that's way, way, way too much for for the, those of us who watched the Vikings and Trey Wayne's uh, play here. Trey Wayne's was I would consider him a nice player. He was never a dominant player. He benefited from the fact that Rhodes, for for probably a couple of years, that Wayne's was here was dominant. Yeah. Uh, but that's this is the exact type of contract that somebody like the Bengals is going to pay, thinking we got our lockdown, shut down corner, and in two years they're going to be desperate to restructure or they're going to have to let him go. And this is this is the type of move where you love to see the Vikings say, you know what, Trey. Thanks for the memories, yeah, but again, see you later. We can't afford that. But you got it. You got to plug holes. You're back to back to the digs thing because it circles back into the need at yeah. cornerback. So I've, I've I've done a crappy job here. Just let me reiterate my point here because I did a crappy job laying it out to you, Rami. So I think wide receivers are more of a luxury than a necessity when it comes to the driving factor for why teams win games. In fact, if you look at the ten best wide receivers statistically in the NFL's history, once you get past Jerry Rice. There's actually not that many Super Bowl rings. Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, like there's Larry Fitzgerald. There's not that because it's not that they're not great and they don't help quarterbacks, but they aren't the driving factors for why teams win games and win Super Bowls. Quarterbacks are driving factors. Offensive lines are driving factors. Pass rushers are far more important to me than wide receivers. I'm not saying you don't need good wide receivers. I'm saying if those other three things aren't good enough or Super Bowl caliber enough and you have an abundance of resources at that wide receiver position, I'm okay with taking okay, something but, out of the wide receiver bin and giving it to the offensive line bin or the defensive pass rush bin and and starting there. That's my Whatever point. position it is that they use the draft picks on that, that they got in return for Stephon Diggs, they're not going to bring, even combined, 
I don't think they bring the impact to the table in terms of winning you football games that Stephon Diggs did. You look at you look around the NFL, and Collar did a great job of shining a light on this in, in a column he had up last week at ScoreNorth.com and the totally free ScoreNorth app that most positions, and really across the board, almost every position, you don't see the full impact of a guy until the second, third, maybe even fourth year of their NFL career. And as far as free agency goes, going out and, and, and recouping whatever you lost in terms of the impact that Stephon Diggs had on a football field, you have between 14 and $14.5 million in salary cap right now. And I know that they might free up more by trading Anthony Harris or whatever else might happen here in in the next few days. But if the, if that's where you sit, $14, $14.5 million, about 4 to $4.5 million of that's going to go to draft picks, we're talking about maybe having enough money left over after that to add one mediocre football player, Phil, with $10 million left over of the salary cap to play with in free agency. You really think they're going to recoup the impact of Stephon Diggs between draft picks and $10 million of salary cap? They might not. Give me the sounder. Which one? The reckless speculation sounder. Okay. There's only one way to take this. Reckless speculation. So my third my third point, it's a question, it's not a take right now, is what's your plan? The Vikings right now seem to me to be going down two uh, paths at the same rate. The sort of, okay, some things are being done for right now and some things are being done for the future. And I don't know the security of the GM or coach, so I'm a little bit confused there. Uh, the reckless speculation is this. We will find out the answer because you have 13 draft picks, boys. And there is no question in my mind that if you are all in for 2020, if this is really, uh, okay, Diggs forced his way out and he's a really good player, but he's gone. If you are really in for 2020, you are going to take uh, those 13 picks, including the two first-round picks and, and others, so not all of them, and you are going to trade up to get into the top 10. You're going to make a trade to get up into the top ten, and you're going to take the most dominant player to position of need that you possibly can. You're still can. not going to get a guy who's in 2020 going to have the impact no. of a Stephon Diggs. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I'm just saying as far as the plan. Rami, the most important thing to me here is what is your plan? There's another so, factor, too, in play that if Rami's theory could be right if Stephon Diggs were, were also all in on being a Viking. Well, the fact that he's not is another wild card. The other problem that Diggs has and why he's gone now is Zimmer and Kubiak won the war, and the war is Diggs, and Diggs made the right decision no matter what we think of his petulance. Stefan Diggs said what every wide receiver says, and this is why they're such weird guys. He said, I got no control here. I can't do the game plan. You do that. I can't throw myself the football. Eight does that. And so that's why guys get uh, frustrated and want out. Um, so I think as far as what the Vikings, the path they're choosing is, if you do take those picks and get up and take a left tackle, for instance, who can start day one, Riley Reef kicks inside. And if you get a left tackle in, in the top 10, make no mistake, he's going to start day one. And the expectation is he ain't no Garrett Bradbury. He is dominant from day one. He's really good. So that would answer that question. The other thing where the Vikings are rolling the dice, in my opinion, offensively in a massive way is not cousins sort of that one think about this one though if they go into training camp with a plan to win now and i think i really think this is all pointing to some type of extension uh, that's going to spread cap cash for dalvin cook guys what you're what they're basically banking on is a very dangerous proposition dalvin cook cannot get hurt and in fact dalvin cook has to have 16 games that pretty much are identical to the dallas game in dallas last year yeah, he's got to be one of the three best in the NFL and healthy and give you the volume and, of games. And all, yeah. and all the time, he's got to be great. So so that's where that's where I'm curious what the game plan becomes, and, it's, and they're not going to tell us. It's going to crystallize by their actions, 
But yeah, you are not going to don't. They are not going to magically wave a wand and say you are the next Stefan Diggs. Rami's right. That's not happening. Yeah, but they also I, I would frame because Rami, your question in the, in the last few minutes has been: Are they going to get something for 2020 with one of these assets that they now you know they've got a stockpile of draft picks and they've got some money to play with, but not a lot in free agency? Are they going to get something that is going to help you win more games than Stefan Diggs would have in 2020? And I think they, the answer might very well be no. Honestly, the answer might be no. Like a rookie left tackle might take a year or two to grow into his own. I think the Vikings with Kirk Cousins' contract extension, and this is where it doesn't really fully align because they haven't extended Zimmer or Spielman yet, but it looks like they are planning for beyond 2020 here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, it looks like they're saying, listen, all right, we know we need a left tackle. We got two first-round draft picks. We can either package them together and move up, or maybe we find one at pick 22 or whatever. But let's just like let's give ourselves the best shot at a franchise left tackle here that can grow into it as Kirk Cousins continues down this three year contract. I think they're looking at a three year plan, not a one year plan, despite the fact that the general manager no, and the no, coach no, are no, still no, on no, one year no, contracts. No. The investment in Kirk Cousins for however long that may last, and now it's been extended for five years, you have bought in to win now. Every year you're buying into win now. You don't Well sign- a three year plan is win now. No, if you're 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 saying that they're trying to maximize 2021 right now, and I'm telling you that's not a luxury you have. That's I'm, not I'm a saying they're trying. I'm saying they're trying to maximize 2020 through 2022, and I'm telling you they have to maximize 2020 but, and then worry about 2021 and then worry about 2022 and how you maximize those. But guys, they didn't they didn't trade Diggs as their idea. He forced his way. I agree out. with that. So I, so he's so they they had no. I, I'm telling you, he made it very clear. If I come back, it's going to be hell. I'm not knocking the Vikings for making the trade. If they indeed were backed into a corner, and signs point to that being the case, if they were backed into a corner and had to trade him, and especially when you look at the haul that they got compared to what other star receivers have gotten, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., DeAndre Hopkins just yesterday, they got a better deal than those teams got for any of those three guys. And you could argue that those three guys are better receivers and have put up better numbers than Stephon Diggs. That's not a debate we need to have right now. But my point is that when you made the the commitment to Kirk Cousins, you need to try and win now every single year of the Kirk Cousins era. You can't be you can't take a step back in 2020 and say, "Yeah, but it's going to make us better in 2021." That's not a luxury that you're afforded right now if you're the Vikings. I don't think Stefan Diggs is a multiple game difference in their standings. I don't, I think I think he's probably the difference maybe between like one win and one. I don't think you lose five extra games because Stefan Diggs isn't on your roster. One very important thing that we are about to find out in 2020 regarding the Vikings offense is this. How good is Thielen? And now we're going to find out. Yeah. And it's been a while since we've seen fully healthy if and he's fully not, capable Adam Thielen. If he's not, we could very well be back in the days, Phil Mackey, of Travis Taylor, Troy Williamson, Marcus Robinson, Billy McMullen. And I've seen those days. Well, but one of those teams also went 10-6 and six and played a home playoff game. I mean, like, there's that's not, that's not much further behind than the Vikings have been these last couple of years. No, I'm too, just saying, so. But I'm just saying, as far as optimal depth chart, it's not. But but if, you know what? If Thielen's like, bleep it, and he's fantastic, yeah. it changes things. I just, it, that's always been, for four years now, a, a 1A and, and 1B tandem that's made both players better. And my, my thought process is Diggs is the superstar. Thielen's more of a star type of player, but we're about to find out. Let's keep it right here. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. We have one phone line open right now, 651-646-8255. 
We're right in the thick of NFL free agency. Officially, teams can sign players tomorrow afternoon. And we're hanging out here with all this Vikings news this week. Kirk Cousins contract extension, Stefan Diggs trade last night. We are the only place in town that has a year-round daily Viking show. It's called Purple Daily, 2 to 4 o'clock on Score North and the Score North app. And one of the most podcast-friendly shows you're going to find. And let's uh, let's hit some Vikings fans here on the phone lines. Andrew, you're on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Andrew, go ahead, man. Uh, yes. <clears throat> First off, uh, I want to agree with Rami on what he said. Every single year until Cousins is done with is a win-now mode. However, um, I saw something that Jeremiah Searle said indicating that it is a rebuild. No, this is just a consistent try to re-up after every single year. We were forced to trade Stephon Diggs after what happened, and we got a lot back for him. Uh, and also, we got to keep in mind here that we were 5-1 and one without playing with Diggs. Uh, so we were 5-1 and one without Diggs in the lineup. He's obviously a heavy contributor, a great player. But it looks to me that Spielman and Zimmer will get that deal to stay for another one or two years. But to add to that, I think this is saying, hey, Zimmer, we're relying on you to figure things out on the corner situation. But also, if we can get back Everson Griffin, from a defensive standpoint, we'll be okay. Uh, but everything lies upon what we're doing in the draft. And based off of what I'm seeing, looks like a receiver probably in the first round. Maybe we trade up, but I don't think we'll trade up enough to get Judy or, or CeeDee Lamb. So thank you, guys. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that's that's another thing too. This is according to people that follow the draft a lot more closely than I do. This is one of the more wide receiver deep drafts you're going to find. Not again. Not that someone's going to come in and just be Stephon Diggs right away. But let's keep in mind, even though the Vikings have whiffed on a couple first round wide receivers, they found Adam Thielen undrafted and Stephon Diggs in the fifth round. So Rick Spielman does have a nose for finding guys that can contribute at that position. But don't. You guys both find it really intriguing that right now, as we have this debate or conversation, that we don't know what they're doing. To, to me, that's that's really an interesting topic because I can't tell yet. I'm sure they've got a plan. They, they have to have a master plan. But it hasn't shown itself yet. And so I'm and it really might not curious. really till the draft, too. I, I, See, guys, I think that... I think the plan is they're trying, they are trying to maximize 2020 and, and win now. I'm not, I'm not questioning their motives there. I think they were forced into moving Stefan Diggs and forced into taking a step back from a talent standpoint on this roster. I think Phil is right. They probably are going to be better set up for 2021 now because of the trade that they made and what they've done this offseason. But I don't think, I, I just don't see how this offseason from a talent standpoint and the impact that that they have on the roster, how you upgrade on 2019. I just don't see how that's possible with the assets that they have right now. Kyle, you're on the show. What's up, Kyle? Hey, hey guys. I hope you're doing well. hope you're staying safe. Um, Doesn't it seem like this is headed toward a possibly um, awkward situation? Um, The way this is going, it seems like next year's team, I'm not saying they will, but it could go off the rails. You have Dalvin Cook go down, you have to trade (laughs) Anthony Harris, you've lost you lost digs, you know, there's this team is, you know, the defense is being picked apart piece by piece. So, and then you have Kirk Cousins is going to be, you know, signed for multiple more years. And then you could have a situation where Zim and Rick are let go. And then it's possible that you'd be trying to bring in someone else, a GM and coach combo and talk them into Kirk Cousins. It just seems like it's a weird like timing. It doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. I mean, what is, what, what do we know about, 
We have a lame duck GM and it's sports. And coach. Ca- it's potential sports chaos. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I thrive on sports chaos. I have um, very little doubt that those guys are getting extensions, though. Do you guys? It's possible that they've already agreed and said, "Listen, like this is such a crazy time right now. Let's just figure this out." I, I was told a few weeks ago uh, by somebody who knows. Don't assume the the head coach is going to get one. Hmm. So, because up until then, I was like, "Yeah, for sure." Hmm. Reckless speculation. And I asked, and I was told that there are some people in Egan who do not believe that that is a good idea. That uh, this was this, that this possibly should be a year in which he proves what he can do again. Hmm. And and that if they had lost to the Saints, he would be currently the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, we do have some breaking coronavirus news too. Well, I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep you guys updated and sprinkle this stuff in. Kevin Durant has tested positive for coronavirus. Oh yeah, four net. I think four or five Brooklyn Nets did. So yeah. he's one of them. He was one of wow. them. Wow. Durant said, "Quote: Everyone, be careful. Take care of yourself in quarantine. Kevin we're gonna Durant. get through this." And uh, just real quick, since we're on the subject, the latest news and just a couple of nuggets here. As of five o'clock tonight. All Minnesota restaurants are closed for dine-in services, so I'm assuming a lot of those restaurants closed before. I mean, 25 minutes from now, if you're listening to us live, and um, that also includes health clubs and a lot of like the Mall of America has closed down. MLB announced today that each team will, so all 30 teams will each donate a million dollars to help pay ballpark workers for lost wages, and the Minnesota Wild will pay its part-time employees who are scheduled to work the final six regular season games, and uh, that's a good gesture. The Wolves and Lynx, too. Yeah, I just saw that. The Wolves and the Lynx just uh, dedicated a million dollars to the cause. Also, uh, this just breaking to the PGA Championship. So the Masters has already been pushed back. The PGA Championship, which was scheduled for May 14th through the 17th, so two months from now, mm-hmm. has been postponed. So the PGA Championship. Kentucky Derby going to September, I believe, today as well. Yeah. So we're just... Uh, in some unprecedented times here, Mackie it's and Jeb eerie driving around. Have you guys have you guys gotten weirded out driving around and just everything is closed and nobody's on the streets? Yeah, Judd and I were just talking before we jumped on the show. That people look at each other differently now. I mean, like you pass, you know, we the, our building is like on the radio side here at Score yeah. North, so we share uh, we share a wing of the building with My Talk 107.1 and KS95, and I'm sure a lot of people's offices are uh, just straight up working from home. Well, you know. We are trying to stay on the air and inform and entertain, and so we have to have some people in the building. But it's like 80 or 90% of people aren't in the building. But of the 10 or 15% that are still in the building, everybody's looking at each other as if you have horns on your head and you you might be carrying something. Don't talk to me either. You know, because of that, (laughs) and I'm serious, because of that, I'm I'm going out of my way to be, like, extra nice. I think we all could use that right now. Like, I'm trying to smile at people when I walk past them, say, hi, how you doing? Like, I've I've gone out of my way the last few days to try and be extra nice to strangers that I might come across. See, that makes you even more suspicious if you're going over the top like that. Yeah, and veer that, away, that too, for man. Sure I'm something. veering a lot now. Like, if you're coming towards me, I'm going up against Dude, the today, wall. Today, I was, in the, I was in the elevator of my apartment building, and I'm, I'm going down. Uh-oh. And I'm going in an elevator, man. I'm on the fourth floor because I'm, I'm not taking stairs. Coronavirus can have me. Stairs are <laughs> the devil. Um, Is this the same Rami that we worked with last week? Who was like I said, I have many fears and insecurities. One of my greatest fears is stairs. Okay, but I'm, Rami's I'm, a germaphobe. I'm, right. I'm on the fourth floor. I and I'm going down to the parking garage, which is sub. It's 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 in the basement. So it stops on the third floor. Guy gets out of the elevator. Stops on the second. Stops on the second floor, 
and the door opens, and I just hear like a bunch of rustling, like somebody's trying to get all their stuff together. And the guy, I couldn't see out the door. The guy in the elevator next to me could see out the door, and he's just standing there, staring off. And I'm hearing all this rustling. The door is open. Nobody's getting on. Finally, this lady, like, had so much stuff in her hands. I don't know where she was going. Obviously, somewhere for a few days, like, works her way onto the elevator with all her stuff. And this guy was not helping her at all. No. Like, no, he shouldn't touch anything. No, you can't. He was you right. Can't. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah. She's a corona agent. She is. No, no, no. And, and I hope you didn't touch anything. No, it was too late. I felt bad for her. I would have helped her. Come on, man. We have to. No. We have to. Sorry, you're on your own, Everybody man. Everybody is saying you're look out for yourself. Take care of yourself. We need to look out for each other, damn it. Right, but not by touching stuff. People have lost their damn minds, man. I'm losing faith in humanity over here. Because of this? In my quarantine studio. I lost faith in humanity a long time ago. <laughs> it had nothing to do with coronavirus. 651-646-8255. Paul, you're on the show. You're on Score North. I might tell Judd right now as to what I did last week, um, and I hope you won't look too down on me. My wife did. I witnessed a very bad car accident last week when I was driving for my job. And I got out and went over, and and it was really bad. And mm. the, the the young gal crawled out of the car uh, after it stopped rolling, and she wasn't dead or anything. And there was me and a couple other guys that stopped their cars. And she said, can I use somebody's phone to call my boyfriend to let him know I'm okay? And I turned my back. No! <laughs> oh, man! What? Jesus! It sounds like a curb. Larry David. Larry David. Pretty bad. Hang on a minute. Now hang on a minute, okay? Oh, <laughs> because the, the, Jesus, first I, the first thing I thought of was coronavirus and this person touching yeah. my phone. That's the first thing I Paul, thought of. You could have just <laughs> asked her the number, dialed it, and because I, I, I wouldn't have let her touch my phone. I wouldn't have thought of that. You but. could have <laughs> asked her the number, dialed it, and then let her talk on speakerphone. Just hold it up by that, her face. That would, that's just fine. But she she kind of she was in shock, so she started wandering around. But my point is, I did <laughs> I did not. I yeah. did not even entertain the thought. I was like, no way are you touching my phone. Wow. Was, well, you did stop, though. Yeah, I did stop. That's more than most sure people I, do, Paul. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was nice of I, you. I, that was... Uh, I, I, I was on the phone with 911 going, I have to go see if anybody's alive in this car. You know what? That That's was, a perfect excuse. You can't use my phone because I need to call the authorities. That's a good I, excuse. Go. I, love, go. I love that your first two. I love that your first two questions loaded up for her though were, "Are you okay?" and "Are you showing symptoms?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I apologize right now to all humanity on behalf of Rami. <laughs> all right, Paul. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Amazing. So, uh, 651-646-8255. I know Jeb would have done the same thing as Paul, by the way. I don't know that I would have. Jeb wouldn't have even gotten out of the I don't know I would have stopped. I don't know I would You know what? God help me. I'm not sure I would have stopped. <laughs> what? I mean, so it depends bad. on the circumstances. There's a lot of people there, and they're going to stop. I mean, I'm probably just going to keep going. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> That's so I'm bad. Just, it, I'm indicting myself, but it's true. Amazing. I just don't know. You don't know what you'll do in a moment like that until you get there. Uh, more on the Stefan Diggs trade from last night, and also tons of quarterback news across the NFL we got to get to here. I'm Mackie and Jub with Rami, Score North, and the Score North app. And if you've been spending a lot more time at home these past couple days, and if you're preparing to spend a lot of time at home over the coming weeks, who knows how long, 
There are three great ways, in addition to AM 1500, where you can listen to Scornarth. The Scornarth app is free to download. You can listen live. You can listen on demand. You can read all kinds of written coverage about Vikings free agency from Matthew Collar and Judd Zolgad. You can go to scornorth.com or live.scornorth.com and listen that way. Or if you have an Amazon Alexa device, you can just say, Alexa, open Scornorth, and you can turn your smart speaker into a radio. 